we're continuing our conversation around athletes using their platform for good. And our next guest is Nick Savarese, the executive director of the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation for Autism. Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi, how are you? We're great. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about it. This is awesome. We appreciate it. So I think a great place to start is to explain a little bit about the foundation, uh, when it was founded and what its mission is. Sure thing. Yeah. Founded 1998 by a former NFL uh, football player, Doug Flutie, as well as his wife, Lori Flutie. They are the co-founders. Their son, Doug Flutie Jr., was diagnosed with autism. Uh, I'm not sure the specific age. He's 30 now, but he was diagnosed, you know, three, four uh, along the and sometime around there. And shortly thereafter, um, Doug and Lori thought, basically they observed that they didn't have, they couldn't find resources for their son. And, um, and they had means and they had some level of celebrity. You know, Doug is a, a legend up here in the Boston area. And for, um, you know, he had a legendary college football career at Boston College. And then he went on to a 20 year professional football career, both in the NFL, as well as the Canadian Football League. And again, so he had a certain status and, um, and, and some means and they couldn't find resources for their own son. And they thought to themselves, wow, if we can't find resources, what about other parents who uh, might not have the same means and, and um, connections that they have? So that, that was sort of the nexus of the foundation. Um, that's how it started. And really, they were just about helping families. That's always been at the core is, you know, um, helping families, you know, started of children. Now, of course, we, um, as, as all of us in the autism space, you know, we, we know adulthood is a, is a big challenge. But back then, it was about helping found families find resources for their children. And we've kind of stuck true to that for about uh, co- going on 25 years now. You know, we provide direct financial support to families. We provide grants to organizations that um, help families navigate an autism diagnosis or autism services or that sort of thing. And uh, you know, we've grown to do other things as well, but it really families has always been at the core of, of what we do. I appreciate that. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the Flutie Foundation was one of the first of its kind. So it was sort of groundbreaking at the time. Like you said, he couldn't find resources and he had the means and a platform. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know all the, the history of it, but but Doug and Lori still to this day, people come up to them and they say, thank you you all came out at a time when autism was behind closed doors Mm -hmm. and parents, I mean, still nowadays parents get that diagnosis and they're floored and they don't know where to turn, but there's so much more awareness. There's so much more acceptance of autism now, not not to say there's not a lot of work to do as we all know, but back then it was like, it was, you know, it was like the scarlet letter or whatever. Right. It was like you, you know, nobody talked about their child having autism. You didn't know, like, you know, many people didn't even know what it was or, and so, like I said, they, they get a lot of credit. People still come up to them to this day saying you, you know, I had a kid with autism at the same time and I didn't know where to turn. And you were the first people we heard speak this word publicly and let people know that, Hey, it's okay. And and you have a community and that sort of thing. So, yeah, from that standpoint, Doug and Lori were kind of some of the first people to really come out in public and and bring awareness and bring some resources to the table. You know, it's so commonplace now to to have these discussions, but it must have taken an incredible amount of bravery to use that platform um, in this way. And with all that you've accomplished over all these years of being um, 
in service to the autism community, I, I'd really like to know a little bit more about your director of inspiration, because my hunch is that he's the reason behind all of this good work. Yeah, Doug, Doug Flutie Jr., of course. Yeah, he's the reason behind it all. And Doug and Lori, you know, Dougie's great. He's, he's, he's a wonderful young man. He's happy. He's healthy. But he has, you know, some very, very significant challenges. Uh, he's nonverbal. And, um, and so Doug and Lori really view this foundation as Dougie's legacy, as Dougie's voice. And they really believe that all the work um, and whether, you know, it's, it's the truth. It's because of Dougie that all the Flutie Foundation has been able to do so much work over the years to help so many people and families. And, and so um, Doug sort of always says, look, I have a legacy already, right? Like I, I won the Heisman Trophy at Boston College. You know, I had a 20 year NFL football career, like, you know, um, he, this is Dougie's legacy, this foundation, and this is his voice. Um, and so that's, uh, and you know, we love Dougie. He's, uh, he's always coming to our events, especially now because we do, a, that the remote revolution has come about. They live in Florida. We're headquartered in Boston. So Dougie wasn't making it to a lot of our events uh, prior to COVID, but now we're doing a lot of work in Florida and he's always on our uh, different live events that we do that are streamed online and that sort of stuff. So he's even made more of a, um, uh, you know, he's a more, more regular part of our day-to-day -day operations, which is great. Well, I recently saw a picture of him wearing some new sneakers. Can you talk a little bit about the Be Seen project and your partnership with yeah, uh, sure. Foot Locker? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we have a partnership with Foot Locker for Autism Awareness Month. In fact, the shoes are right here behind me. Let me see if I can grab them here. But these <laughs> So, um, you know, thankfully last year we started this and Foot Locker called us and they wanted to do a, um, uh, a shoe campaign uh, in honor of Autism Acceptance Month. And we did it again this year. And really the theme, the, the title of this shoe and the theme of the whole campaign is called Be Seen. And it's all about elevating the voice of self-advocates themselves and, and, and making sure that people with autism are seen and respected and included uh, in their communities and 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 you know, online and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And it's really aligned with our goals at the Flutie Foundation, which you know, includes to elevate the voices of self-advocates themselves. If you come into contact with the Flutie Foundation, we always have people with autism at the forefront, whether they're emceeing our events or uh, performing at our events, or you know, we really wanna highlight the voices of the self-advocates themselves. And so this campaign with Diodora, as well as Foot Locker, uh, the, uh, the designer of the shoe is this friend of the Flutie Foundation, Sarath Tom. Um, he's a wonderful young man who is, uh, has a family member affected by autism. And so he designed it in that light, which is um, making sure that we, that people with autism are accepted, included, and seen in, in their communities and in all communities. I love that. It's so powerful. We need to after this. We're going to make a purchase. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I can share with you the link and all that sort of stuff. They're still there for sale on footlocker.com, champsports.com, the whole bit. There Fantastic. we go. There we go. So I think that that really is something that's interesting to us and probably to our listeners as well. Corporate partnerships are really so instrumental in helping organizations like yours and ours to accomplish our goals. And it's not always easy to light a fire under the corporate world to get involved. And so how do you, what's your recommendation? Is there, is there some sort of magic behind, you know, really creating terrific synergy um, to accomplish the goals that 
that yeah. we want to accomplish. I, I don't know if you find if we can find that magic. Let me know because we're always looking for uh, more wonderful corporations to partner with. But I think a few things come to the top of my mind on that uh, question, Chantel, and that would be one is to really again um, you know, find out what the corporation's values are and what they value, and, and find the ways that that you connect. Don't just come to them with your message and your mission. It's about what they're looking to do and to find synergies. Number two would be again, which I've talked about here, is elevate the voices of the self advocates. So it's not about you know our our partnerships are less about Doug Flutie and his celebrity, and more about um, not that not that that hurts in any way, but um, it's more about um, connecting a corporation to the self-advocates in their communities, to people with autism that are near and dear to them and telling their stories and allowing them to tell their own stories that sort of sync up with the values of the corporation. Um, so that's a really important component. And I would say the third important component would be to just over-deliver, right? We we on on the on the foundation. And so obviously, you know, if you have a corporate partnership deal, you have different benefits that, you know, we're gonna put your logo here, we're gonna you know, offer you ticket to our gala or whatever that sort of stuff is, but you've really just got to go all in on the corporate partnership. So just really, we, we, we like to say at the Flutie Foundation, we're extra, meaning we're going to go above, <laughs> and, go above <laughs> and beyond to um, let the corporate partner know that we really appreciate them. We're showing up at their headquarters or we're showing up at their stores and we're sharing their video content online and we're always tying it to our mission. Um, just be extra and just over deliver. So I would say those are kind of the key components that we've found success in corporate partnerships, but we're certainly no experts um, ourselves. Well, you seem to be doing okay. And um, I really like the, I really like the be extra. I also think that the autism community is a force, you know, when they get behind something, right. And are supportive. Um, it, there, there is a business decision there with, uh, with companies. Um, we've seen that play out that just a very supportive, cohesive group, um, with the autism yeah. community. Yeah, no. And, and I'd say, yeah, and there are certainly companies now who are going, uh, the extra mile to, you know, from a, from a, not just from a, a, a philanthropic or community minded standpoint, but from a bottom line standpoint, you see clothing designers making accessible clothes because there is such a, a wide population you see, uh, of people with autism and families. You see sporting venues dedicating different like quiet rooms or sensory friendly rooms or whatever. I, you see a lot nowadays more so of businesses that are not only being philanthropic and community minded, but being business minded to include people with autism and their families in their products, in their services, or, or, or what have you. You definitely just anticipated my next question, <laughs> because I was going to say, who else are you seeing out there making change in the community? And, and I think you just answered that. So I'll jump to the next one then. Okay. But Doug Flutie and his wife were heroes for sure, doing what they've done. Can you identify any other heroes today that are, you know, changing the conversation? Around autism? Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, well, I'll point to the self-advocates that we work with. Uh, we, we have a young man um, who has autism, who's a rapper. His name's C. Quig. Uh, we think he's the best autistic rapper in the country. Just released his album, Young Dreamers. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, all that sort of stuff. Uh, he does a track with Sierra Reynolds, who's another young woman with autism. Um, there's uh, a young woman that we work with, Rachel Barcelona, who is a uh, model, an actress. She does so much. Um, there's a young man with Down syndrome, and this is an autism, Chris Nickich. He's the first ever uh, Ironman winner. So really, oh. I think, I think, um, and again, he's the first ever uh, person with Down syndrome mm -hmm. to run for, to to run the Ironman. Uh, Jamie Pirro, 
you know, these are kind of like famous, like influencer types, but there's a whole subset of people who haven't broken in yet who we work with. I'll just name a few, you know, my friend and colleague, Jamie Pirro, Stefano McCauley, so many self-advocates who are on the verge. Tyler Legassi, a young man that we work with, who's a tremendous golfer. Uh, he'll be participating in the Special Olympics USA Games next month. So there's so many self-advocates. So I think, you know, it was Doug and Lori back in the day, of course, and it's still Doug and Lori, they're leaders. And it was, um, you know, like Ernie Els, the golfer who, you know, he, so many people who've done so much, but I think the next generation is going to be self-advocates themselves. It's not going to be people like you or I who, you know, not to diminish our work or the celebrity, you know, parents, but um, the next gen is going to be actual people with autism themselves. And it already is, you know, being the ones who are out front and leading and being advocates. I think that's what we've found to be so exciting um, throughout our podcast series is how many people are really um, doing tremendous things to, to really sort of um, speak for themselves about mm -hmm. what they want and how the community um, can come together. It's been really enlightening. Absolutely. And they are creating change, mm -hmm. desperately needed change. And there's still more that needs to happen, but they are moving mountains mm -hmm. to accomplish their goals. It's amazing. Yeah. So what's the what's the the best thing, the favorite project that you've worked on um, at the Flutie Foundation? Is that hard to say? You, if you can't say the V-Scene campaign, we're, we, we've already talked about that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the favorite this month for sure. Uh, okay. you know, I mean, so many, so many different projects we have. And that's what's fun about the Flutie Foundation. And Doug and Lori kind of give us free reign to just um, if we think it's impactful and we think it's going to make the world a better place for people and families affected by autism, we can do it. And so, uh, you know, so many, we have a great running program. Uh, we have Dougie's team. Uh, it's a huge fundraising platform for people with autism and not have autism who raised tons of money for us. We just finished the Boston Marathon, so that's fresh on my mind. But And we're also the presenting sponsor of the uh, adaptive program for runners of the Boston Marathon, so that's all around. Uh, so that's a fun thing. Um, just so many, I would say our Flutie Fellows program though. So that's where we have, we work with young adults with autism and all those names I just rattled off a, a couple minutes ago. They're all Flutie Fellows, basically. We work with them. They're young adults looking to grow in, the, in their careers. And we just help them, you know, find career opportunities, build their brand, um, you know, become ambassadors, become spokespeople, that sort of thing. And that's a really fun program we have that I love. Um, just, you know, so many, we have direct financial support to families programs. I don't have one favorite. My favorite is the next one, whatever the next great one's going to be. Uh, that's sort of my, my favorite. Happy that. So what does the future hold for the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation for Autism? Uh, I would say hopefully 25 more years of being here. Right. And what I mean by that is being here for the community, being here for families, being here for people with autism. You know, we're about to celebrate our 25th anniversary next year. And I would love it if I had some vision or we had some vision of like, this is where we're going, right? Like, you know, is it employment? Is it housing? Like the, the issue is, I don't know. I don't know what the, the next big challenge in the autism community is going to be. But what I do know is that if we keep doing our work and having great partnerships like we have with Reed and like corporate foundations and our donors, that we're going to be here to answer that call. And that's really, uh, that's been who we are for 25 years. We're this kind of nimble, flexible, but strong organization that's able to answer the call uh, of whatever the current need is in autism. And I think we're poised to continue to do that. I wish I had a better answer. It'd be a lot easier, but um, I don't. 
a great answer. And, and you've always been there for us as well, which we, we certainly appreciate. And happy anniversary, 25 years. That's quite a milestone. Yeah, it really is. Especially like the celebrity foundation world, right? It's like a lot of athletes and celebrities, they might start a foundation, but it like putters out. But thankfully we have the Fluties and they've um, really just stuck with it for so long that um, it's, we've really got some staying power now. Well, Nick, we're so grateful um, that you took the time to join us today. Um, we need to go check out those shoes. Mm -hmm. And um, thank you for all the information. It's I can tell that you're really passionate about what you're doing and where the foundation is going. And we're happy to have you here. Yeah, you've been an awesome guest. We're really grateful that you could spend some time with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs>